All right, we're going to be starting off in Proverbs chapter 9. So Proverbs chapter 9, verse 9 is where we're going to be starting off today. As you're going there, I want to mention, um, remind you, we have our website, wellspringcwc.com. You can, that's a convenient way, or our YouTube channel, or we're on Spotify. You can listen to, also Podbean, listen to old messages or past messages or messages that you miss. And uh, Pastor Chad's message this morning in Henderson, if you get a chance to listen to that, I recommend that. Um, I think, obviously, the Holy Spirit has a way of giving you what you need, but where I've kind of been at mentally this week, that message just really spoke to me. So uh, I recommend you guys hear that one. That was a really encouraging message. So that was at this this morning at Henderson, and and you can always catch you know those those that you miss there. Uh, I know I've, there's been people uh, I know at the uh, I mean the, like where you where you guys work that have come up and yeah I've listened to all your messages and I've never met them before and they've listened to all all my messages and it's like oh hi that's awesome but uh, so what we're doing here has a bigger impact than just just these four walls just reminding you of that and. Uh, also, make sure you guys know you can catch up on those other messages. So I'm going to open up in a word of prayer first, and then we're going to get in the word. Lord, thank you so much for today. Uh, thank you, Lord, for for your presence. Thank you, Lord, for some energy and some fun today in your house. Thank you, Lord, for uh, just what you want to do today. Lord, I'm sensing you're wanting to crash through some barriers in our hearts and our minds today, and I pray that you have full Rain to do that. Help us, Lord, to be open and let you crash through some mindsets that may be holding us back. Thank you, Lord, for that. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Proverbs chapter 9. I'm going to read verse 9 and 10 to start off here. Instruct the wise, and they will be wiser still. Teach the righteous, and they will add to their learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So I want to start off with a question this morning. I'm going to start off with a broad one. I'm going to narrow it down a little bit. When you look at yourself, you look at where you are in your life, how do you feel? And I'm going to say there's a difference between what we wish we could say and what we honestly probably feel. We'd like to say, I really have life figured out. I know what I'm doing. I feel a sense of, I have a really good grasp on what I'm doing and what's expected of me, and I really have a good handle on life. And I know everything I need to know. But the reality probably is, for most of us, is I feel like I'm flying by the seat of my pants, and I wish I knew more than I know, and I feel like the older I get, the more I think I should know, and in reality, the I feel like the less I know, the more I need to know. The title of my message today is Always Learning. And I, ha- I suspect a lot of us have the feeling that if I truly admit how little I know, I'd feel embarrassed. I'd wonder what other people would think about me if I really admitted how little I feel like I know or know what to do. I got this, the idea of this message is one of those that's been rattling around in my head as they often do. Uh, for a while, and then the Lord says, yeah, go ahead, and starts pieces start coming together. And 
few things this week have confirmed it. I go to a meeting Thursday night, and they're talking about this. Is one of the it was a men's meeting, and they're talking about one of the big problems for men is being able to admit that I don't know what I feel like I'm supposed to know, and being able to tackle that honestly. And going, wow, right along with what I'm already hearing from the Lord. A lot of us are, a lot of of people struggle with that. Not, I'm sure just not men. But a lot of us feel like, or maybe you're somewhere in between. You're like, well, I feel like I have a pretty good grasp on some things, but then there's some areas I wish I was better at. I wish I knew more. Or maybe even more specifically, you oscillate between the two. Some days you feel yeah, I'm doing really good. I know exactly what I'm doing. And then some days you're going, I feel so stupid, I can hardly stand it. And it seems like just when you get to that point of I really feel like I have a good handle on things, something comes up and knocks you back down. And a lot of people think I'm the only one that feels that way, and I just already heard a bunch of amens and yes there, and a bunch of us feel that way. That's probably the most normal of the feelings. Is just when I feel like I got a handle on something, something comes along and knocks me back down. I'm going to tell you today that that feeling, the reality of that we are always learning, is a good thing. But maybe we can kind of get past some of that negative feeling about it. Maybe we can get to a point where we are accepting that we are always learning and growing. I want to start, well, I'll give you an example. Let me give you an example for my life going on right now, illustrate that. So my current job, I'm just switching job responsibilities from something that I am an expert at, if I do say so myself, Uh, something that I am very proficient at, something that I've been told I'm one of the best who's done it, I'm very good at it, to... That job's going to another team. Now you're going to learn this new stuff, and it's some of the hardest stuff and the hardest regulations to follow that we have. So I went from top expert guy to I know I don't know what I'm doing guy. Same job, just different responsibilities. What a great uh, great reminder on how yeah I know a bunch, and now now I feel like I know nothing. And I feel like I'm just stumbling through it. And yeah, that's life. That happens. That's part of growth. The new stuff I'm doing is going to help me grow and progress. But it's going to take a learning curve. It's going to take a while to figure it out. That's normal. That It doesn't feel good, but it's normal. I'm going to tell you another example I was given one point. So, back a few years ago, seven years ago now, I was, I was getting married to Tracy. We're engaged, we're going to get married. I had a couple of men come up to me and give me advice, separately, totally separately, didn't even know each other, was going to come up and give me advice. So they walk up, and these are men that I've known a while. I've known them a long time. They've been married a long time. I know their kids. The kids are grown, serving the Lord. They've served the Lord. They've, they're leaders in their church. These are very, these are men that when they say, hey, can I come, can I give you some advice? I'm going, absolutely you can. Because I've seen you succeed and I'm trying to get where you are. So yes, I definitely want to know how did you get where you are? You've, you've had a, a successful marriage. Yeah. What are you going to tell me? 
Both two guys, totally separately, and they both told me the same thing, and that's noteworthy. Two guys that you that you know have done it right, and they tell you the same thing, you're going to pay attention, right? You, you make a mental note of that. It, it, it stays with you. What do they say? First guy says, I learn something new every day. When it comes to marriage, it comes to be married to my wife, I learn something new every day. Now, how can that be? He's, he's, that guy's taught marriage classes. He's been married for years, and he's, he's got a mindset that he's still learning, and that's what makes him wise, is that he has this mindset of ongoing learning. What's the other guy say? Came up to me, totally separate conversation. Said the same thing. I'm always learning something new. Learn something new every day. Both these guys know what they're doing. They're wise. And what made them wise was they have this attitude of, I'm still learning. I don't, I didn't stop learning. I did not reach a level where now I am an expert and I can learn nothing else. Still learning. Still growing. Learning something new every day. Something about them said, I'm not going to let myself think that I have it all figured out. Because isn't that where we get in trouble? When you start to think you got it all figured out, it's when something knocks you down. Yeah. If that works in marriage, and it does, is it really any different with our walk with God? We're going spirit. If we're growing spiritually, is it change? Is it, do we get to this point where I have arrived at the spiritual level, or is it I'm going to be learning my entire life until I reach heaven? I'm going to try to be becoming more like Christ all the way until I get to heaven. This side of heaven, I will not reach a level where I stop learning. But we don't tend to like that. Our human nature doesn't like that, right? Something about that, I've arrived at this certain level that's very appealing. But I'm going to go back to Proverbs 9. I'm going to go back to our verses here for just a second. Instruct the wise and they will be wiser still. Teach the righteous and they will add to their learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. I'll just focus on that verse 9 there. So a wise person is going to receive instruction become even wiser. A righteous person, you're not wasting your time when you teach them because they're absorbing. They will add to their learning. What keeps us from doing that? I think a lot of times it's expectations, pressures from expectations. There's expectations at work, in your marriage, with your kids, at your church even. I feel like I need to present myself as I really, as I have it all figured out. That pressure of, I need to, people need to have this sense that I have it all figured out. Or is it your own expectations? By this point in my life, I thought I would have this all figured out. Isn't it funny when you like you talk to a little kid and they tell you what they think it's like to be an adult, and you're going, "Oh, you poor thing." Uh, 
when I'm an adult, I'll get to do whatever I want. Mm. No, you. When I'm an adult, I'll, I'll, I'll know everything I need to know. You let me know if you ever reached that point. I'm still trying to find those points. <laughs> Actually, no. I've, I think I've come to the point I've accepted that they're not going to find those points and keep on growing. It's funny because the child's capacity, they don't understand how much that you just don't know or how hard it is to figure things out. Now, I'm going to go ahead. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me give you this other example. I want to be careful, I want to be careful if I give any sort of negative examples, especially from a pulpit and from a, from a stage. But... I'll do this carefully. The marriage advice I got from those men, really solid marriage advice. Ongoing learning. That's not the only marriage advice I got. I got some from some who who bragged about how much they had it figured out. Told me, this is how you do it. I've got it all figured out. This is how I do it. They're not married anymore. Um... You can tell the difference between the good advice, the bad advice, okay? And what made that difference, that attitude of I'm always learning versus I've got it all figured out, and they didn't. That's what we get to choose between because we can't actually achieve a point where we know all things and have it all figured out this side of heaven. So we're going to have to choose one or the other. Either we accept that we're still learning or we're going to deceive ourselves. I got it all figured out, and it's going to hurt when, when reality catches up to us. Philippians chapter 3. And I've got several verses here. I'm happy if you do uh, follow along, but I'm going to jump around a little bit. And I encourage you, though, if you're listening now, if you're taking notes, if you're listening later, I don't really have the time to establish the context of each of these verses like I like to do or like I try to always do. So feel, always feel free to go back and read them all in context. You know, you should always be, as we're growing in the Scripture, we should always be checking that a verse that's used is used in context. But I've picked, picked these for a reason. So Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 says, this is Paul writing, Not that I have already obtained all of this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. The Apostle Paul had a pretty impressive resume. Nobody else wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. No one else radically advanced the Christian faith quite, at, especially at its beginning stages, quite like him. And this is the guy who's saying, I haven't got to the goal yet. If that guy thinks he has not arrived... Why would the rest of us think any differently? Another example, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, in verse 18, Paul explains to us that we all, with unveiled faces, contemplate God's glory. He talks about unveiled faces. You see the verses before. See, I can't help but establish context. It's a, it's a, it's a thing with me. But he's, he's referring back to Moses having the veil over his face, and, he, and there's a whole section of that. But he says, with unveiled faces, unveiled faces, we contemplate God's glory, being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, 
which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Again, this Christian journey is ongoing, becoming more like Christ as we go. He didn't say, it's over, hey, this part's already done. It says ever-increasing glory. We are moving forward. I find that really reassuring. Because if I sat in a church and was told, you have to have it all figured out right now, that'd be very discouraging. Any part of my life, you told me, you've got to have all the answers figured out, and you've got to have it all... I'd be, I would be really depressed. I'd, always, I'd constantly feel bad about myself. Some, to some degree, <clears throat> some degree have done that before. And those are the two problems that we have. If we don't accept that this life is an ongoing, growing journey, where, where are we going to end up? Two ways we're going to go wrong. That second, the one I just talked about, you're going to always feel bad about yourself. I know I have not arrived. I know I don't know everything. I'm going to feel discouraged. I'm going to be reluctant to study the Word because it's just going to seem overwhelming. I might be too ashamed to pray. I might think I should be farther along. God will be disappointed with me. I might feel undeserving or tired. I might withdraw from others. If they really knew me, they wouldn't. They might reject me or I'd be embarrassed. These are feelings that I have heard I, I have experienced, for one, and secondly, I've heard other people struggle with. And it tends to be something that people say, I'm the only one that feels that way. And, it's, and each person that comes and tells me says, I'm probably the only one struggling with this. I'm going, no, you're not. First of all, I know where you're coming from. And second, all, all the other people that have come to me and talked about this also feel like they're the only ones who are struggling with, the, with those feelings. Those are common feelings that we struggle with. And the reality is, God understands that we are growing, ongoing. This is an ongoing journey. You do not have to have everything figured out right now. And you can actually take a deep breath and accept that. That reassurance, that peace that comes with that. The other option is, if we don't want to do that, is to think that we have arrived. We have achieved some sort of level. And if you've been around church a while, you've been, you encounter those people and pride, deception. Ooh, I've, I've achieved a level. And I say those people, you know what? It can happen to any of us. You can be both of those people and oscillate between the two. Some days you really, I really feel like I got it figured out and you, and you mess up. Or some days you feel down. But ones that make a habit of it will push other people away because they don't have a realistic view of themselves. They're blind to their own weaknesses. First John chapter 1, men's group here has been going through First John. 1 John chapter 1, 8, verse 8 says, If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. The fact that that's in the Bible means we're capable of deceiving ourselves into thinking that we don't have any sin, or we've got it, meaning we've reached some sort of level of perfection. 
That's a real risk because that's why it's in the Bible in the first place. The answer, though, we can have confidence, and this is even confidence in ministry. We can confidently minister, but when we realize we're still learning, it'll help protect us from pride. We can, have, we can walk in the peace that we're being led by him, and it's not all on us. We can rest that he, is, he only expects us to obey him, but he knows we're still growing. And I just love Psalms 103. When I'm feeling a little rough in this area, this is, this is one of my go-tos. Psalm 103, verses 13 and 14. The entire Psalm 103. I really should read the entire Psalm, but I'm just going to read a couple of verses out of it. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. If you've ever felt the weight of expectations of I'm falling so far short and God must be mad at me or he must be disappointed in me or is God ashamed of me, he actually went to the trouble to say, hey, I remember what you're made out of. I remember how you're formed. I'm a compassionate parent who looks at you and says, I, I, I know you're just dust. There's, sometimes we put more expectations on ourselves than what God's actually asked of us. He's only asked us to, be, to obey what he's called us to do. We, we put a lot on ourselves. And if we can realize that and accept that, It'll that'll that'll uh, encourage you. That'll that'll pick you up on those days that are rough. That'll to jump back to Psalm. We've already, we've covered Psalm nine. I do want to um, contrast that though, because there's one more alternative I want to mention when it comes to Proverbs. I'm sorry, that meant Proverbs nine that we opened with. The wise will become wiser if you instruct them because the righteous will add to their learning. What if you're not that? What if you want to do the opposite of that? This is another one of those verses that uh, has really been on my heart lately is Proverbs 27. And Proverbs 27, again, the entire chapter is fantastic. But Proverbs 27, 22 says something that a... uh, a boss had had said to me. He, he kind of he warned me as a friend. Hey, you're going to encounter people like this sometime. And I did not appreciate it. I was college age at the time. I did not get what he was saying. This verse has uh, come into life a lot more as I've gotten older. Proverbs 27 verse 22 says, "Though you grind a fool in a mortar, grinding them like grain with a pestle, you will not remove their folly from them." Now, a lot of us might not be readily familiar with what is a mortar and what's a pestle. But if you've ever seen like a pharmacy sign, you have that that funny-looking bowl, and you have that thing that you mash stuff up in, in that bowl. That's a the bowl is the mortar, and that pestle is that thing that you like you grind up plants, or you grind up wheat, or you grind something to dust. Means you you destroy the thing. And it says you can grind you could life could beat up a fool to that point, and they still won't get it. 
and they still won't be able to separate their They'll still keep making the same mistakes. And it's not nice to label anybody a fool, but the reality is some point in your life you may have noticed that somebody keeps making the same mistakes over and over again, and you're just kind of like, they're going to learn at some point, aren't they? Nope, I guess not. Of course, we want to be patient with people, we just, but we, what we want to know is we don't want to be that person, okay? You don't want to be the person that life pulverizes you and you still keep making the same mistakes, keep doing the same thing. You don't want to be that. You want to learn, right? We want to be those wise and those righteous that they, we receive instruction, we get even more wise. Our wisdom does not stop us from learning. It prompts us to learn more. We want to be, have the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, which I find interesting. Because that means that gaining wisdom is ongoing. Knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Those are the starting points that we grow from. Now I'm going to go ahead, I'm actually going to invite the worship team to start getting ready. Because I'm, I, got one, I got one more closing section here. I want to challenge you guys. With, I want to challenge. This has been challenging to me. I've, I've. Sometimes you benefit from putting a sermon together. I'll, you know, it teaches you. You learn as you're putting it together. Can we accept that this side of heaven we are still growing? We don't have it all figured out. The more that we're willing to learn, the less harsh God has to make the lessons. It goes back to the fool with the mortar and the pestle. If we easily learn, it's not as hard for God to teach us things, and He doesn't have to get it. Doesn't have to be as harsh. God does not necessarily announce the lessons. He doesn't necessarily say this next chapter, the, the, this hard chapter you're going to go through. Well, this is going to teach you things. It's more you look back and you realize how much you learned. Right? I look back at times. Oh, I'm glad I went through that. I learned so much. That's not what I said at the time. <laughs> but that's what I said after. I look back on it. Look what God taught me through those times. He didn't necessarily label it and say, the following lesson will show you, we will cover these points. And there'll be a quiz at the end. No, he, he, it was you went through it and then you realized what he was teaching you. What can we do that will help us to learn more easily? Our expectations should be fluid. If we have in mind what something has to be like, and then God is, starts teaching us something different, the more hard we hang on to our expectations, the harder it's going to be for him, him to teach us. You get those expectations where they're fluid. Right? I thought it was going to look like this. Okay, it's not. What do you have, Lord? I'll, I'll, I'll change my mind and line up with you. What do you want to do? Keep those expectations fluid. The harder you hang on to them, the harder it is for God to break them while you're hanging on to them. And how about stop beating yourself up for not having it all figured out? Also, stop bashing other people for not having it all figured out. 
be a little bit more patient with ourselves, be a little more patient with each other. I want to read Philippians 3 again. I'm going to go back to there. This is a common verse. This is where Paul is saying that I have not yet arrived. I have not yet achieved the goal. And again, the full chapter will give you, gives you the context of what he knows God has called him to. He knows he won't fully get there until heaven. But he says, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, straining to what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. That's a common verse. That's a fantastic verse. But sometimes when you have a really a verse that you almost know by heart, you kind of miss the verses around it. So right after it, he says in verse 15, All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. What kind of view? What's the, what are the mature people taking a view on? What view do they have? I'm not there yet. I'm still growing. I haven't reached the goal yet. And that's the mature point of view, is that I haven't arrived yet. And then in verse 16, he says, Only let us live up to what we already have obtained. <laughs> and that jumped out at me. Think how much are we worried about what I don't know versus living up to what we do know, walking in what we do have. There's an old joke that a um, college graduate who had this very fancy degree in, in agriculture was driving along and he saw a farmer and he looked at the farmer's fields and he looked at the crops and he pulled over and he talked to the farmer. He said, sir, I could teach you how to double the yield of your farm. And the old farmer kind of looked at him and laughed and he says, son, I don't farm half as good as I know how to already. <laughs> Farmer's like, I don't know. I already don't live up to what I know. And it didn't matter what he was, it didn't matter what the expert had to teach him. He already wasn't walking in what he knew. But let's not do that as Christians. So I'm going to close in a word of prayer. We're going to have some worship I'm going to, I want people to be released from that, the heavy burden of feeling like I have to have it all figured out today. And walk in the peace that comes with that, and might, maybe even be able to live, live up to what we already know better, not being under the burden of feeling of things that we aren't even supposed to be carrying as a burden. So let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you, Lord, that you are our loving Heavenly Father who knows that we're just dust. Lord, I ask that you set us free from the things that we have put on ourselves or allowed other people to put on us that are actually making us feel like we can't approach you or that you're disappointed in us or that we're falling short, those burdens that are holding us back. Lord, I ask you set us free from those. Help us to have some clarity to what you've already called us to do and be able to walk in that, what you truly have for us. And Lord, let us set each other free and not put expectations on each other 
that are unreasonable. Remember that each other is dust, like we are. Thank you, Lord, for this. Holy Spirit, I ask you to minister through this time. We thank you, Lord, for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. I appreciate you guys so much. Uh, I, I know this is an area that I've gotten, that I have experienced God's love in, and I, I want that for all of you. If there's, if there's anybody, uh, I know we're about to close, but we're in no hurry. If anyone needs prayer, if anybody needs to talk some, break through this, I'll be happy to stay and talk to you. Um, as a general statement, I believe it was Aristotle that's credited with saying, uh, if you tell a fish that they're supposed to be able to climb a tree, they're going to spend their whole existence disappointed in themselves. And we take on things at times, uh, I should be this or that or whatever. We need to seek the Lord of what he's called us to do in our walk and our ministry, not spend our whole existence thinking we're coming up short. Uh, we're about, we're, we'll have a uh, outreach meeting here soon, just as an example. And you may think, I don't know that I'm good at that. Looking at for people that are willing to learn, not ones that are already experts. There's always there's room to go, there's room to grow. It's a willingness, not a not a, an expertise. I'm gonna close this in a word of prayer again. Don't feel in a hurry. Uh, if you need prayer or need talk or anything, we'll we'll stay with you. Lord, thank you again for this beautiful, your beautiful presence and what you've done here, Lord. I ask you to crash through any barriers that we've put up, tear off any burdens that we've taken on that are not ours. And I know, Lord, you're faithful in that. And I thank you, Lord, for that. In Jesus' name, be with everyone as they, through the rest of their day. Keep us safe. Keep us in a place where we are every day willing to learn something. Like a marriage, learning something about you, Lord, every day. Something new every day. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.